Aloha, mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <ríe> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Blackhawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously. Shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Feeding your baby, meal prepping, or even just making a simple dinner for your family can feel like an overwhelming task when you're trying to juggle the care of a newborn and keeping your household together and keeping yourself together. <laughs> Today, we talked to food director at Real Simple, freelance writer, culinary instructor, and personal chef, Jenna Helwig, about how we could keep it simple in the kitchen. We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen. I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. So welcome to Motherish Moment. This episode, I think, is my Achilles tenant, right? Because I <laughs> have never been a cook. I don't like being in the kitchen. I don't enjoy prepping anything that has to do with it. I, you know, I've I, seen it. I've seen this. I struggle. Hand. It really intimidates me. And again, I'm such a competitive overachiever, like in every other area of my life. And yeah, when yeah. it comes to the kitchen, I was so stressed because, you know, when I found that I was pregnant, everyone's like, oh, but when you have a baby, you know, you have to cook for the baby, you have to prep for the baby, but I don't want to, you know, I've learned, you know, with a lot of help and Karen has been pivotal in helping Ford get fed and stay <laughs> eat. healthy. Yes, eat. I think a lot of moms perhaps are are overwhelmed with this task. You don't know like what's right, how to do it, what's perfect and how to just keep it simple. I think a lot yeah. of people, yeah. at least for me, when I think of like prepping something, it's like, oh my God, that has to like, you know, it's a lot for yeah. me. I was on the <laughs> other side of the spectrum with that. I was very excited, but we'll get into that. So first, let's do our motherish moment. Are you ready? Do you have one? No, I, I have one right now. Okay. What is it? <laughs> my, my motherish moment really quick is just a reflection on how valuable it is to have 
mom friends in your neighborhood. You know, I'm a little antisocial, not super into that. For me, making new friends is like, oh, it's a lot of work, whatever. But like, I'm so glad that I have mom friends in my neighborhood because the other day, Victoria was like feeling under the weather. Literally, like each one was like rotating, dropping off something at my front door. Like one of them dropped off like a diffuser with essential oils and blah, blah, blah. The other one was like, here's this like homemade edelberry thing for her immune system, whatever. Another one was like, oh, I have, um, what do you call this thing that you put on the nose for the air um, when they're super congested? Yes, yes, yes. Like a little oxygen Mm -hmm. mask thing, whatever. And I was like, wow. And I was like so emotional over the fact that like, they were so nice. And then of course, then puts me down the guilt trip. I'm like, shit, have I ever been that nice to them? (laughs) But like, it was so helpful. And like, it kind of opened up my eyes to like, once again, the village that it takes yes. to survive this crazy motherhood journey, but how nice it was and how much I need to in- continue to invest in my home because I don't want to leave that neighborhood. <laughs> it's the best neighborhood. I love Yeah, that's nice. I mean, I guess I'll piggyback off that idea. My mother's moment has to do with community as well. So I go to this thing called Crew, which is kind of like a prayer group with my church and it's every other week. And at first I was like hesitating whether I commit to something like that. It's like Monday night, every other Monday, it would mean that I would have to find a babysitter, have to find someone to stay with the baby so I could kind of go away, you know, or disconnect for this hour and a half that we meet. At the beginning, again, I was very hesitant, but now I'm so glad that I did it. So mm-hmm. I put it in my agenda, kind of like a work commitment. Like I have something every other Monday, it's by season, so it's not that many weeks. And I have someone stay with the baby during that time. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, motherhood, because a lot of these other women who are in the prayer group are also mothers. And it's just nice to have like a safe space where you ask for people to pray for your child or for to join you, I guess, in that um, journey uh, with such, I don't know, love and peace, mm. you know. So this week I actually told them to pray. I mean, I'm, I'm dealing with something with the baby and um, I don't know, it just felt nice to kind of feel like you have that support and that village too and then they follow up the next day and it, it's just it's nice. nice it's nice so we encourage everyone if you, whatever community it takes that you want to build whether it's actually through here too like mm-hmm. send us a dm and we could talk mm-hmm. and chat it's nice to feel like you have someone who's willing to help you and to be there for you yeah and now we're going to ask our guest denna who we're going to formally introduce in a few seconds but we're going to have her share her motherish moment of the week hi denna hello So I am like a sneak preview of your future because I have a 15 year old. It seems so far away, but it really does go by in the blink of an eye. And I don't know if you remember when you were 15, but when I was 15, I did not really want to spend time with my parents and they were so dumb. And anyway, that's kind of what we're going through right now um, (laughs) with my 15 year old Camille. Last night, Camille does their own laundry. They use they, them pronouns. So they did their own laundry and then I took it out of the dryer, put it all on my bed and we stood there together for about 15 minutes folding clothes. I had my laundry, they had their laundry. And during that time, while our hands were busy, we just chatted and actually they chatted. Uh They talked a little bit about school. They talked about the videos they've been watching on YouTube, cat videos. And it just made me realize like, I love that. It was only 15 minutes, but it just felt like a real connection. And I want to try to find more times like that, whether it has to do with laundry or not. 
They always say quality over quantity, right? It's so so wild, take those right? little moments. Like, this is the fast forward version because right now Thor's we're like, always going to want to be with yeah, me. No, because no, right now we're like, can you give me a break? You know, next thing you know, we're like wanting to find a pocket of space where they'll pay attention to you. Oh man, I know. Every time you ready. see those posts where they're like, you know, be grateful. If one day you're not going to be able to carry your baby, and you're like, oh my god. But then you're like 30 pounds. Good lord. <laughs> I know. So what are we? Yeah. <laughs> Aloha mamá, sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawái es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene Spicy Pepper Sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Let's welcome formerly Jenna Helwig. She's the food director at The Real Simple and former food editor at Parents Magazine, as well as a freelance writer, culinary instructor, and personal chef. She also founded Rosa Berry, a culinary service company devoted to helping families. We're so excited to have you. Ironically and coincidentally, one of her books kind of made us bond together, Karen yeah, and I, because when I was struggling, so I decided to do this baby led weaning for Ford. I didn't know anybody else because who was. I know. I know. I did it. I know. She really, really what a had. Pain. I'm so I know, pain, but you yeah. did. You, you had a huge impact on the way that I. A lot of the things that I done with Ford because I see Victoria and she's such a like smart, sweet, beautiful baby, and it's a reflection. She enjoyed. Of you. She enjoyed that process a lot. So I didn't so. know anybody. And culturally, for Latinos, oh. the baby led winning is very foreign to them sometimes. Super right? It's like, but oh my god, right? He's gonna choke. But what are you doing? But you know, but this is like they yeah. literally are suffering through the whole the thing because they like want to. Smash everything, everything and just like feed it in the mouth. And <laughs> it was a little bit of a cultural struggle for me to kind of convince my family to kind of be on board with this. Mm. Karen knew that I was trying to do this with Ford and she gifted me this book. Baby right. led feeding. Yeah. Because so, it was so simple. I remember when I got that. I'm like, book. I need I always stop I'm like, give me like the dumb me proof version of Yes. Honey. And you open the book and it's like, this is how you cut a carrot. This is how you cut the zucchini. And it was visual, very helpful. And I was like, wow, it was really useful for me. And so I was like, I'm now passing on the honor to I'm you. Like, I'm saving it for someone to pass out. But Jenna, what was your thought process, you know, when you decided to, first of all, not that book, but all the other books, you know, why is it important to kind of simplify it for families, especially when for so many families, it's something that is like part of the daily life. I feel like whenever I share my struggles in the kitchen or you know, I kind of feel embarrassed. I feel like some people are looking at me like... So my first book was called Real Baby Food. And that was a lot about like making purees and, you know, mashes and things like that. And then, of course, some family meals. And I love that book. And I think it's great for parents who want to start with that more traditional way of starting solids. But then with baby-led feeding, that actually was a way to simplify feeding baby. Even though I think that 
Baby-led weaning, baby-led feeding can seem a little intimidating at first. Like, what? I'm just giving my baby a whole piece of food? It actually can make life simpler because you yes, don't have yes. to make a puree. You can start feeding family food much earlier so you don't have to make separate meals. So that, to me, was a way to make it simpler. And then that's continued. You know, I through my other books, my next one was called The Multi-Cooker Baby Food Cookbook. And it was all about making baby food in your Instant Pot because it's like, you just put it in, you walk away. Love it. And then now I have a book called Bare Minimum Dinners, which is really like what comes after baby food. It's like how to streamline everything. Like I am into store-bought shortcuts. I am into putting no pressure on yourself when it comes to dinner and feeding your family. Like I say in the book, like my cooking mantra is, it's gonna be fine. Like it's gonna be fine. If you don't have this ingredient, no big deal. If you have to use a store-bought something, great, go for it. I just really wanna help parents and everybody who cooks Just feel more relaxed in the kitchen and just know that doing the best you can or even doing okay is okay. I personally find cooking therapeutic when I don't have to cook, right? Because there's a different feeling when it's like, I have to cook now because like when it's an obligation, it can be really stressful. But you enjoy cooking. You're like, you're good at it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Because for me, it's a creative outlet, right? For example, you're like a super stylish person. Like you, your outfits are, you always look super cute or whatever. And I would imagine that's like a, that's a translation of your creativity. For me, that happens in the kitchen, right? And so- There's one specific part of this book that I have already folded the page, which is bare minimum cleanup, because that is an area of development for me because I dirty everything. (laughs) Like I cook and my husband's like, "Mm, great. She's using another cutting board. Like, you know, because he washes everything afterwards. But now with the baby led feeding book, it was super helpful. And I was, it actually forced us to like eat more vegetables and stuff for a while because I was very conscious of this for a while because now we've turned a corner, right? So Victoria, when she turned about two, now she's like, no, I don't want this anymore. No, 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 no. What maybe it was like one and a half, but all these wonderful things that she used to eat. Now she's like, I don't want any of these things. And I'm like, but the point of baby led weaning was that this wasn't going to happen. <laughs> um, so that's a struggle. And now I find myself having to like, because I have uh, caved, which I'm not ashamed of. I'll make something separate for her because I'm like, just eat whatever, right, you know, I just want you to eat and I don't want to eat what you're eating. So I'm going to eat something different. But I am very intrigued by this bare minimum dinners because when you have to cook multiple things, you need to optimize your time. What's your take on that, Dennis? Should we be like providing different options for all the children? You know, because eventually like, I mean, you're not supposed to, whatever, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this is what I think. I think that everyone does what's best for their own family. And if that's what works for you and makes you the least stressed, then that is great. Yep. Now, and first of all, know that this is 100% normal, right? Like whether you started with purees or with baby led weaning. This between like one and a half and then like three and a half or sometimes five, this is so, so normal. And there are a couple reasons. One, your kid is just not as hungry. When they're babies, they're growing really fast. They need more food. So that is the case. Two, toddlers often snack more. And if they snack more, then they're not going to be hungry at meals, especially dinner. They're tired at the end of the day. They just want safe things that they know they like. So it's easy to say no. 
And then there's also this biological thing called neophobia (laughs) that developed back when we were like cavemen, right? When kids could start to walk, they could go out into the fields themselves and just pick random green leaves and like possibly poison themselves. So it is biological in children at that age to be wary of like vegetables and green leaves. So totally normal. Yes. We're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I I, I I love all those explanations. Makes so much sense. Yes. Yes. So I think that um, there are a few like kind of simple things you can do if you want to help encourage your child to eat more things at dinner, your toddler. Like, you know, I would say hold off on any snacks two hours before dinner. You don't want them hangry. So if they are hungry, then that's when you can put out the little vegetable tray. Like, oh, yeah, dinner's almost ready. But if you, you know, want it, you need a snack now, here's some fruits or veggies, or you can wait for dinner. You know, one strategy that worked really well for us is what they call the division of responsibility. Have you ever heard of that? No, but I'm into it already. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So this is like a nutrition theory that has really just kind of exploded in the last few years. It's really a feeding theory. The idea is that it is our parents' job, our job, to decide what is for dinner and when dinner is going to be and where. So the structure of it, right? But then it's our children's job to decide what and how much they're going to eat. So there's no pressure at the table. It's like, here's dinner, eat as much as you want. It's not like one more bite. It's about them having autonomy. Now, in a perfect world, it would be like, we're all having the same food on the table, right? And you eat what you want or you don't eat. But I think that there are ways to vary that. Like maybe you and your husband, you have what you're eating and it's available to your daughter, but then you also have one other thing on the table that you know she likes. Like it's important to always have one safe food there that they can fill up on if they're hungry. I feel like this is kind of what we do. Something that I've started doing that I have found, she's not, you know, eating different things, but she is kind of like inclined to like, let me put this in my mouth and see what happens. I have her now helping me with preparation. So, Mm -hmm. you know, she's in this stage where all she wants to do, I want to help you. Like all she says every day, quiero ayudarte, quiero ayudarte. I want to help you, I want to help you. I'm like, okay. So I bought her those little plastic knives, like the Mm -hmm. kids safe knives. And we have the little thing that she climbs, the stand, stand, whatever. I don't know what it's called. So she's at counter height. I give her her own cutting board thing and the plastic knives. And I'm like, here, cut this banana, cut this thing, whatever. So we make breakfast together. We make smoothies together. We make dinner sometimes together or I'll just randomly give her something to cut. But in that process, there's been a couple of times where she'll like try a carrot and she goes, mm, and then she stuffs it in my mouth. She's like, this freaking is not for me. Um, <laughs> it's but, so you know, good. I want you to have it. <laughs> yeah. That, she, she's also like kind of like a salesperson, right? So she's like, mm, this is great. And I'm like, no. But like, at least, you know, she tried it and that's it. That's my win. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. Like my favorite part of that division of responsibility is the no pressure part. Like if you want to try that, great. And if you don't, no problem. It's about knowing that the meals are really about being together, right? Less than, right. It's the, we're playing right. the long game here. It's not mm-hmm. like you got to eat your broccoli tonight. It's like in the long term, I want you to be open to broccoli. So there's broccoli next to you on the table and that's perfectly fine. You take it if you want, you don't if you don't. Even now, Four Feeds himself, I'm very strict about him sitting and eating with us. So breakfast we'll have together. During the days because I'm at work, it's harder. But for breakfast, it's an important one. And even the weekends. But my mother, I always find her trying to feed him. Like when he's looking away, she's like putting the spoon in. And I'm like... 
I have been very, very adamant about him having a good relationship with food. I don't want him to ever feel like he's being forced anything. I'm always like, he doesn't want it. That's fine. He's fine. He's a good eater. You know, he eats enough. I always find that struggle. I don't know if it's cultural or what it is, but I feel like she's always worried about him not eating enough. So at night, she like she would come over to see him sometimes during the week. And I find her giving him oatmeal, like at seven o'clock. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't think he ate enough. Like I saw him during dinner. He barely ate. And, and I think it's the mentality or, or the myth about they'll wake up in the night hungry. Like if he mm-hmm. hasn't been fed enough during the day. So what I'm struggling with is kind of like explaining to her that he's going to eat enough. He's, he knows, I think he's he smart knows. enough, of course. Yeah. If he's hungry, he'll look for something yeah. else. Again, he's becoming out of nowhere. He's struggling with like meats, right? Like the chicken or the turkey or whatever it is that we're feeding him. He's a little bit more picky about the taste or like he'll spit it out. So that worries my mother. It seems like that's a very typical grandparent thing. Um, <laughs> you know. But I think what you said, first of all, I think it is a myth that they're going to sleep through the night if, you know, they have more food so that you can rest easy about that. But also we want our kids to learn to trust their own hunger cues. Like that was a phrase I always said, listen to your belly. What is your belly saying? Does your belly want more food? Has your belly had enough? We want them to be able to make those decisions as they grow up. Otherwise, you know, they're just going to be like, oh yeah, food doesn't matter if I'm hungry. I'm just going to keep on eating, which isn't ideal in the long run. In this new book, is it mainly dinners or because for me, dinner terrifies me. Like, sometimes I won't even have dinner at night because it's usually just the baby and I, the baby's fed. For me, it's, it's easier to feed him dinner. But then to myself, it's always like, I want to start making stuff for both of us. I mean, right? look at this. Gacho e pepe mac and cheese. This is this is my I know. It's so funny when I read the interest, most of us <laughs> think of like pasta, just throwing the pasta and then putting the sauce. Right. But right. I, I'm trying to like. I don't know, have like a more loving relationship with the whole experience of prepping meals. I think that is wonderful. You know what? And some nights also, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to cook tonight. And some nights I'm like, oh my God, I just have to make dinner because we have to eat. And then, you know, so it's okay if you don't want to do it every night. That is totally normal. You know, maybe you start by two nights a week. I'm going to make dinner and like, just start small. I think that's another thing that we moms do to ourselves sometimes is like, it's got to be all or nothing. Like I'm going to do it every night. It's going to be perfect. And you know, I'm also guilty of that. But you know, I think baby steps are great. Even if you did it one night a week. That's awesome. Look at this. Eggs on toast. Like, look. At this. this is so I simple. So I like it's very huge on presentation, too. Oh, yeah. How yeah, important yeah. is presentation, Jenna, when it comes to, like, I guess, enticing your family into, like, joining you in this experience, right? Ugh. Because I feel like if it looks good, it usually tastes, I don't know, right? Well, they do say you eat with your eyes first, right? To me, things that are important are, like, color. I was never one of those moms that was like, let me get out the cookie cutters or make the cat face with the whisker, you know what I mean, on the toast. But I think some moms are. It's adorable and fun. And if that is you, great. But if not, that's okay too. (laughs) Um, But I do think, you know, color is really helpful. I just noticed that for myself too. Like if I've got a bright pop of color somewhere on the plate, that just makes me more interested to eat it. I've actually started using, this is like at Target, I found this like $1 plastic tray that looks kind of like a school lunch tray. Like it took me back to like school lunch, but it has all these different like sections for stuff. And now I make it a point to like, I'm going to put some stuff here, some stuff there, whatever. And then she's got this like platter of options. It's been fun for her. Like there's like a tiny little circle where I put some syrup with the little mini pancakes and the grapes and whatever. And you know what else has been very helpful? 
which is like a, you don't have to feel so guilty about it, but like it goes a long way. A little bit of sprinkles, a little touch of sprinkles where she's like, it, it brings her so much joy. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel bad about this. Here's a couple sprinkles. I think it goes back to the visual. And fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I would also say, um, you know, both of your children, they're over the age of one, right? So you might already do this, but make sure you put some salt on that food. Add some oh, olive yeah, yeah. oil, add some butter, you know, yeah. make it delicious. It doesn't mean they're going to eat it, but if they do have a taste, you have a much better chance of success. <laughs> My daughter likes very Latin foods. She likes her rice and beans and lentils and steak with like juice with garlic and whatever. And I'm like, I'd like to give you a chicken nugget. You know, and like, take a chicken nugget. She won't eat it. She won't eat it. You know what? I would say hold off on that as long as you can. (laughs) I know, but there's days where I'm like, girl, like we were at Disney and I'm like, can you just eat a burger and fries or like some chicken nuggets? That's what they have here. No. (laughs) That's funny. I was wondering like why, obviously the order of the books makes sense. How did your child influence the order of the books, right? Like the content of them. Like, did you also parallel, like as you were feeding your child, you know, what you were creating from a professional perspective? So Real Baby Food, the first one, really did start because before my child was born, I was barely a cook. I barely knew how to cook. That's but me. then That's you. Yeah. <laughs> but then my what baby was now? born. Oh my god. Give me hope here, Jenna. Um, <laughs> but when my baby was born, I was that person also that was like oh, I don't really want to give them like meat from a jar. Like I wanted to make the homemade food and that legit is how I got into cooking. Then a year later, I went to culinary school. Like I got super into it, right? And then I was like, I'm changing my job. I'm going to be like in food now because I was not in the food business. So that book really came about, that first one, because of my baby. Then the others, like baby-led feeding, that really happened when I was at Parents Magazine as the food editor. And I was talking to parents all over the country and really pay attention to what was going on out there. And I saw that like baby led weaning was something that people were really interested in, but didn't know how to do. And so I was like, well, I can help demystify this and make it easier. So, and now bare minimum dinners is yes, this is how we are so busy. I mean, everyone, but in my house and I'm like, I just need easy. Like I was like, how can I streamline dinner? And that's how this book came about. I feel like if you take on cooking as like a kind of like what you were saying before about your prayer group and something like a work thing, but only like on Sunday nights, for example, you make it a thing. I I just always feel like, you know, you need some. I respect and admire women that cook with so much passion and love. And I feel like cooking is that like you need to, I need to develop like that type of connection with it instead of being like, okay, I'm going to fail. I'm so bad. I don't know. I, I just have never really. The other day I made the simplest salad. I had such a stressful day and I was really like frustrated, whatever. And my mother-in-law came over, but she came over like right at dinner time. And I was like, great, whatever. So that means like, instead of having to cook just for me and Juan, you know, ended up cooking for me, Juan and Victoria and my mother-in-law. And then my parents ended up like, so then it was like a six person thing. I was like a little stressed and I was like, I'm going to turn a corner here. I'm not going to go down the path of being stressed. I was like, I'm going to make what everybody likes, but then I'm going to make something for me, right? Like that I'm going to like. I had a zucchini and I got a, a potato peeler. I'm pretty sure you have one. I don't have a potato okay, peeler. Okay, I'll buy you one. <laughs> um, so like you take the zucchini and with a potato peeler, you like do these like really thin ribbons of zucchini, like not cooked, like raw, super, super thin. And in the middle, I put um, a piece of 
burrata, like mozzarella cheese, the soft mm-hmm. one or whatever. And I cut up some basil, fresh basil, just cut it super thin, whatever. A little bit of lemon juice, olive oil, salt and pepper. It was delicious. Oh, it sounds delicious. delicious. That sounds amazing. Delicious. <laughs> but like there was no cooking involved. It was just cutting. Love I love it. that the book has like a variety of also like burgers. He has pasta. He has like a lot of like options yeah. in terms of like soups. Absolutely. I love soups. I'm a big soup. soup. And you love oatmeal. Why don't you learn how to make your perfect oatmeal? Do it for you. Don't do it for Ford. Do it for you. Again, but I need to get there right now for me. It's not. She's blocked. She's blocked. <laughs> well, you know what? I just want to go back to what you said that you feel like you need to have a connection and a love for it. Like, that's great. But it's okay if you don't. It's okay. You can still make easy meals, nourish yourself, nourish your family, but it doesn't have to be your passion. Yeah. Like, I mean, I still make all not of, my passion. So, you know, I steam the vegetables. I kind mm-hmm. of, I prep his stuff. His oatmeal yeah. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I think what you said about not putting too much pressure is key. Like, it's fine. You know, just yeah. do the best you can. If it's not like your mother would do it or your mother-in-law would do it. Oh, forget right. it. No. Yeah. My mom is like the queen of the kitchen. So. Yeah. I actually blame my mother because my mom never cooked growing up. All my friends like, well, my mom makes me, you know, like a lot of the, the Cuban parents, I'm Peruvian, but a lot of my Cuban friends, like their moms are used to making these like um, prepped mixed foods oh, and yeah, they yeah. freeze them. And then they like warm them up and then they, you know, they feed the baby, like whatever it's called. My mom was like, oh, what are you going to feed the baby? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to make What the are baby? you doing for the baby? <laughs> and she's like, mm. you know, so I just feel like it has a lot to do with like influence of like generations. Yeah. But like, before you, like I don't think my grandma, I don't remember her cooking. I feel like she did the basic because obviously we ate. I don't remember her ever being like that typical, yeah. like cook in the kitchen like your mom is an amazing for me food cook. has been like the center fold of for my, most family, my life like yeah. really like we saw my grandma because she was cooking it was always kind of like the cornerstone of everything so I think that's I wanted to kind of give that to Victoria too because it's part of our family and I'm like if you want to fit into this family you gotta be into that so now she got the instructions she's already in the kitchen with you I love it yeah well this is super helpful and funny <laughs> I think it's fun <laughs> but I think the main takeaway here right is like keep us Simple. Keep it, Keep simple. it simple, right? No pressure and no pressure, really. No pressure no, but on all things, honestly. I always just say I'm a very visual. I like to follow instructions. I'm like very structured. I like schedules. And for me, these books yeah. were very, very helpful because, again, they're very visual and they just they make it so much easier. Yay, you're going to invite me. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, this was great. I Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Jenna. Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawái es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene spicy pepper sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa.